You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 323rd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's right. Spencer is off tonight and we're off next week. So the gang will be back here together the first week of December. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I think think, so. I think the math checks out on that. So it's been a crazy time here, I think worldwide for everybody, but especially kind of for me and my family, little guy, because as you, as I told you, we're in the process of moving. Yep. I know this. Now, there's a lot of things that go into moving, like when am I going to move my bikes over or number one right there. There's a, there's a box that you've moved from five different apartments and houses over the last 10 years, maybe you should actually open it up and see what's in there and see if there's some things that you should just, you know, recycle, kind of throw out. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, little guy. I found the gold mine today. Okay, what'd you find? From 2003 through 2005, okay. I found the superrookie.com little guy racing Tim Hayes race and diary log i guess like a training diary sort of race diary thing kind of like hey 2003 tim did the capital crit four five got 35th out of 36th place nice um in durand in 2004 tim did the four five race and got 48th out of 110 okay so i was probably 80th because i'm pretty sure i got dropped more than you that day sibley county road race i got 50th out of 60 couple off the backs at Opus, you know, just kind of goes down and then yeah, goes to, you know, various crits and different things. Um, I did some TTs, didn't oh. really fare as well as you can imagine, but, oh, what's this track? Um, I, I upgraded in 2005, lots of different results here for you in case you ever cared, but, oh, good news. Mm-hmm. I kept my kilo time. Oh, this is 2005. All right. Or sorry, 2004. What's a good kilo time for reference? Do you know? (laughs) I think a good kilo time right now is probably sub one minute, but Chris Ferris did 111. Okay. And he won the state championship. Yeah. I did a 121. (laughs) That's not very good. (laughs) Um, I also did a five minute, 44 second pursuit. Not good. Oh, man. That's a long time to be out there. But I have our team sprint time. Oh, yeah. That qualified do? us for nationals, 59 <laughs> seconds, seven, 59.73. Yeah. Sounds good. I have no idea, yeah. but it sounds good. It was hard. And I then, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, huh? I, I did have a um a 12.4 flying 200. That's not too bad. I was pretty happy with that. You're just um, a couple seconds off world champion. Times. And then the second time I did a kilo, I did 118. So I think I kind of learned a little bit. Well, it is. Yeah. I, 
funny that you should say when you're just a couple seconds off a world champion. I remember that this was when we were bike messengers, there was this messenger team from New York City, Team Puma. Do you remember them? I How could I forget <laughs> the, just a, the just speed a, and arrogance? A ton of arrogance. <laughs> um, and then I remember reading like a Wall Street Journal or like a New York Times article about one of the guys. And his claim was that he was only one second off <laughs> of Olympic time. Yeah. Sounds impressive. <laughs> sounds impressive to the layman. Yes. But to anybody that's in the bike world knows that a second is a really, really big thing. Yep. So I wrote some race recaps. Oh, Shall well, I? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want just the data. I want, I want, I want sensations. It, there's a fair amount of swearing in here. You got to remember, this is 2003, Tim. So this is, or 2004, Tim. So this is 22-year-old, yeah. just full of piss and vinegar yeah. vigor this isn't um, the responsible dad we all we all know and love no now. this is lots of lots of swear words so i'm going to try my best to edit these out hey it's you know what we're we're setting this we're setting a new standard here at the pod so i'll, I'll start first off fast messengers ain't s <laughs> <laughs> people talk and talk about how fast they are the truth is they would get blown off the back at a USCF 4-5 race. Notice I said USCF. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how dated this is. How do I know this? Because it happens to all of us all the time. If you want a race, that's one thing. If you want a race, that's one thing. If you want to be good, find another vocation. This is especially true on the road. The track, you can probably get away with it. And then I, um, I think I wrote this second part um, while probably being on downtime at the mm-hmm. coffee shop. Maybe yeah, you yeah. guys were out making runs, and I was holding the table down. This is, um, remember, this is 2004 Messenger, Tim. Okay. <laughs> Why do you want to be a courier? Crappy pay, <laughs> treated like dirt on a daily basis, yeah, yeah. blamed for every dumbass acting like a jackass on their fixie and a chrome bag? Yeah, I said it. You get paid to ride your bike. That's cool. But you have to defend your job like a dog. People backstab for jobs. There aren't any. So go work at a bike shop. <laughs> we aren't jerks. You hate us until you're one of us. Then you'll understand. I got my education in the first few weeks. That's how I had the name Super Rookie. People want the job when it is nice out. Not so much when it's really cold. That's it. Some kids understand what I'm talking about. Shoutouts to the kids. <laughs> At the Dunn Brothers on Nicollet Mall. Yeah. They know what it's like to be treated like dirt. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised that I didn't make that a book. Yeah. Were you, you, know? were you, like, were you thinking about doing a, a biography there, a memoir of your, I don't your know. hard days I, on I just, the street? Yeah. Just really, really great stuff. Um, takes me so back, yeah. man. Takes me back. Really takes the... me back. I just want to fast forward to this other thing because at okay. one time I decided I was going to open a bar. Yeah. I remember this talk. I was going to call the bar Super Rookies. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, there's no other option. So these are... I can't believe we didn't do this. This this was some amazing dynamite ideas. Open a ready? bar? I mean, I think it was the lack Open of... Open a bar. The lack of capital uh, that was one of the yeah. immediate hindrances in this. At the, but yes. yeah. Yeah. I should have at least written a business plan because I think this is some... A business school could have learned a few things. Yeah. Uh, first off, for every grain belt beer you buy... 
Mm-hmm. There's going to be a donation to the Velodrome Fund. <laughs> Genius. Genius. We might have that Velodrome by now. I'm going to paint the world champ stripes under the varnish on the bar. I think that's a solid idea. It's solid. The UCI would definitely have you shut down, but it's um, yeah. it'd be good for press for a little bit. TVs. TVs. High def. Flat screens with satellite. Have the tour Giro Vuelta coverage. Yeah. You know. Cool bike racing. I mean, and let's remember this is what two thousand four five. So, so that that would have been very crazy that it wasn't just a big box that looked like it was going to fall off the ceiling. And if you had access to cycling at your bar, you you were you <laughs> well were cursed with me. Well, this is where Spencer was going to come milking in. milking a beer. This is where Spencer was going to come in because World Cycling Productions Night with videos. <laughs> Not even DVDs, just videos. That would We're gonna be, have some high. I mean, I'd go for that. I would I, just sit around, drink beer, and, and critique. Because there's a lot of good stuff going on in those videos. Other than the racing, there's the music, there's the Phil Liggett commentary. That even in the edited portions, they have Phil messing up and Paul correcting yeah. him. No, this is. I I think a little guy. We have the mate. I was gonna have roller races. At Super yeah. Rookies? Because, I mean, at Definitely. least one night a week, just roller races. Just pack them in there. Totally. I mean, I hope we'd have to find some good neighbors. They wouldn't They wouldn't call the fire marshal on us, you know, because yeah. there'd just be so many people. Because we'd also have, uh, oh, yes, bike racks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Revolutionary idea. Yep. Yeah. Smoke free. Actually, that's a revolutionary idea. It was that smoke was free in 2000. Yeah. To you could yeah. still smoke in the bar. Um, I wanted this in Northeast Minneapolis. Real darts, not any of that fake electronic darts. Yeah, with a chalkboard. Wrote that too. Nice. Um, and then finally, uh, a 12 item menu, vegan friendly. Yeah. I like how specific I was about the menu, like just 12 items. Yeah, why 12? Do you have a, is that your lucky number? I don't know. Okay. No, I, I just, you know, lots you of want things. To keep it here. simple. You have too many things on that yeah. menu. It's confusing. So, also, you have to hire. A more experienced uh, line cook. Okay. Stop before you get ahead. I also have our plans to create a new cycling team. Oh, yeah. So we were, we were going to approach Target for a sponsorship. <laughs> I'm sure that... <laughs> yeah, we, we aimed a little high at first. It was um... <laughs> If Target didn't work out, we were going to go to Super America, the yep. gas station. That would have been sick. And then, yeah. Uh, and then if that didn't work out, we'd go to Grumpy's Northeast. Which mm-hmm. we actually got. So, Which we got, um, yeah. Playing yeah, I mean, you know, shoot high, and you slowly just kind of start to to settle it back. You know what I mean? Grumpy's was a great sponsor, though, in terms of, especially, I mean, in terms of cool points at that time in Minneapolis. Um, yeah. Coolest sponsor, for sure. But we wanted to have a women's program and a men's program. That was really cool. So mm-hmm. Definitely yeah, there man. were programs. They weren't just a collection of six or seven people who may or may not show up to races and or rides. They were programs. <laughs> Yeah, so good stuff. And then um, then I have a budget here where my rent was $300. Man, those were the days. <laughs> oh, that's when you were sharing a place? But still. Yeah. That was two people in a duplex. That yeah. wasn't like a punk house. Yeah. I was paying 300 in a punk house. You had, you had a screaming deal. Yeah. So anyways, um, I, I don't know if it has the legs to take over the world according to G, but I got to tell you. I got some great angst coming out of that uh, that notebook, mm-hmm. and I almost I almost threw it out. The moral of the story: as I'm moving, you find all types of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. 
I thought the moral yeah. of the story was going to be never throw anything away because you can use it in your podcast 15 years later. Yeah, yeah, that that's for sure. I think the biggest news in the world of cycling right now, well, I guess twofold. One is MTN Quebeca lives yes, with a sponsorship news. of Asos. Now, I have to imagine that it's not that big of a budget. I mean, I know Asos sells a lot of $400 bibs. And they have a crazy marketing budget here in the U.S. I remember going to Sea Otter and they had like a like a semi truck really? rolling around. Like, well, it was like one of those semi trucks with the really extended cab, mm-hmm. like really just hitting home that that they don't, you know, real efficient vehicle in the bike world. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I'm sure it's a, a deal that they were like already a sponsor and they just wanted to keep clothing and then they just yeah. turned it up a little bit. But it's telling that they're not the title title sponsor. Yeah, they're not the title. Yeah. They're yeah. just they're just keeping it alive. I mean, like all cycling teams, they'll be looking for a bigger sponsor. Also, they yeah. lost a lot. They lost a lot of folks. So, they the budget will won't be too strained this first year. Yeah. I mean, they kept like Cambinarts and uh actually I don't remember who else they kept most of you. <laughs> they lost Mentees, they lost they lost Boston Hogan. Did they really lose mentees, though? Yeah, that's debatable. I perhaps wrong turn of phrase. You should be defending him. I thought you were going to no, I know. lay down on the no, sword I, for your boy. I, I'm a fan, as you know. I just, I think at some point we need to be a little honest. No, no. He's he's the South American, or South African TJ Van Garderen at this point. Big results <laughs> early on, and then now, you and, know. And speaking of TJ Van Garderen, he re-upped for another year. Yeah. Um, good for him. Got to get paid. I'm surprised, and then it looks like EF is actually on the hunt for sponsors down in Colombia. It seems right. Yeah, I heard the yeah, government Colombia rumors, and then maybe that Nepo would be coming on board. Possibly, I don't know. We'll see when that something yeah. drops on that. So, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's. It, I'm pretty stoked that uh, TJ gets to stick around for another year. It's another year of quality content. It helps us. So what? So I'm trying to think like like that. You know. Bike racing's over, as they would say, but in the doldrums that we're living right now, do you know what's going to save us? Cyclocross? The pending return of Wild Van Art versus Matthew Vanderpoel at Cyclocross. Yeah, which could make things, at least in the men's race, more boring again, because they've been good lately. A lot of sweet wins. We had a Michael Van Tornot win this weekend, yeah. which is, he does not win much. I said hi to him in a hotel once. You know, just me and him alone, and he smiled back at me. So, were you in the elevator? I uh, know we were in down by the the food. If you were getting in the elevator with him, yeah. five story elevator, and he's obviously staying in the penthouse up on Definitely. the fifth floor. Um, actually, it might not even say five; it might just say PH for penthouse. And he'd have to scan his card there at the oh, yeah. the double tree or wherever. If you were getting on. Would you see that he was going to the top floor and then press every single button and be like, whoops. So it would be um, that much longer of an elevator ride? N- uh, no, I wouldn't. I, I, I wanted him, you know, when we saw him at the Trek, the Trek, the World Cup last year, I was rooting for him. So I, I didn't want to waste his time. He had to get off his feet. I probably would have told him to jump into my arms and I'd carry him. I mean, cyclists aren't supposed to be walking around like that, wasting energy. You never walk upstairs. You only walk downstairs is what I hear. So... I would have, I would have, gone the extra mile to secure that win. 
Obviously, somebody carried him to his hotel room because he had good legs today. Yeah. That's just me, though. But Maybe you would waste Michael Van Tornout's time. I probably would. I'm more of a sweet guy, to be perfectly honest. Hey, love him. I met, met him, too. Great guy. Yeah. So, Wad Van Art, Vanderpool come back. Yeah. You think they'll just clean up? I, you know, probably. I mean, that's kind of been the thing, but who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I mean, it's a weird year in so many ways. The Cyclocross guys had the most steady um, average run into their season, so maybe they'll be on better form. But the last we saw Vanderpool, yeah. he was on sweet form, and then he was in a ditch with a concussion. So, question marks. Yeah, hopefully uh, it's good to see everybody back racing. But I am with you. It, it is kind of boring when it's those two. Like, it'll be fun for the first three minutes, and then Vanderpool wins by, like, eight minutes. And then you're going to be like, uh, why do you do this, Wout? Yeah. Um, Try to enjoy it. He's the greatest, one of the greatest so, cross racers we'll ever see. So, but yes. I was looking at the schedule for next year because, I, you know, we're the light's at the end of the tunnel. I hope. I really do. I really hope that Fingers we get back crossed. to some semblance of normalcy in maybe May, June next year. As these things start to, the vaccines and whatnot start to roll out. I really, really want to go to Snowshoe for the UCI downhill okay. in West Virginia. When is that? Would you Would you go with me? That's after Maybe. Mount St. Anne. I'll have to look at the, the uh, schedule. Yeah. I'm not a huge downhill fan, but I bet in person it'd be awesome. I think that's one of those things that I, I, I don't get excited to watch it that much on a computer, despite the fact that the Red Bull coverage is awesome. But in person, I can see how it'd be amazing. If, I, if when is it? If we can time it with when the it's September eighteenth, uh, nineteenth. Oh, so ooh, that might be the weekend of. Uh, that might it's from cross starts. I mean, no, I can't go because if there's actually cross racing, so Minnesota States <laughs> would have been this last weekend, and so it definitely mm-hmm. I had some some sad feelings this weekend of thinking about how could have been out there getting my ass handed to me, like I've been doing the last few years. But still, I could have been out there and start. Yeah, I'll just miss and cross. So yeah, I I I guess I'll have to see when uh, Trek comes out because if Trek's not doing it, I mean I don't know. I just I wouldn't mind doing the the uh, the old snowshoe. Seemed like the crowds were really good. I think we'd have fun, even though you're not a downhiller. I'm not either. You you know how I go downhills. I think oh yeah, no. I mean no, you're not a downhiller. You might be a downhiller fan, but you do not go downhill. No offense. Yeah, I know. None taken. Uphill, though. I mean, you're an Everstein champion. You're one of the greatest climbers yeah, yeah. of your generation. Yeah. But, you know, talk like that would get you 8 6 from super rookies. So <laughs> He's being sarcastic, boss. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so the other uh, news that we have that actually is a friend of the pod who I interviewed when we were at the um, World Championships, Road World Championships, probably a guy that spent the most time with us, Alex Dowsett. Recent positive for coronavirus. It's true, which is a huge bummer because he's going to go for the hour record soon. He's going to go for the hour record, and and he's had it before. Now, he had it, and he lost it to Wiggins by a considerable amount. I think Wiggins, like, added three more laps to the Belladrome, right? Like, another, like, 750 meters on him? Yeah, it was pretty far. It was pretty far. But he's almost got dad power. He's so close to dad power. Yeah, I'm just – I'm curious as to – because um, I know he was going to try to do it again after Wiggins beat him, and then it kind of like I scrapped. And it, I think when you're at that level, you've got to be like, oh, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Like, I'm not hitting the numbers that I need to hit. Like, I'm going to be two laps short or whatever. 
Yeah. And then do you like bag it? Cause you also got to like, you know, get the people there that want to watch it and all this different types of, you got to raise the temperature in the velodrome. So like yeah. there's all the science behind it. It's a production. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's a, uh, it was, it was important to, uh, to shout out. So what else you got? <laughs> what else I got? I, I got some local news, Tim. You'll be having to know in St. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Odd, odd, is it odd yeah. or aid? How is it pronounced? Aid or odd? It's aid. Aid, aid Mill. Aid Mill aid Road Mill. now has a bike lane. I am online. so stoked on this. Yeah, so for non-St. Yeah. Paul, Minneapolis people, it's this road that – it's a train track that runs in it. It's down in kind of a ditch, and it sort of cuts across the middle of the west side of St. Paul. And it that road is what? A constant argument? Throughout the entire city, they have been arguing about this road and what to do with it for at least. I mean, our whole thirty lives, years, at least, yeah, thirty-five Almost, years, yeah, because yeah. it connects two major highways, but it ends in neighborhoods. So, yeah. like, it it drops you basically three blocks short of the highway <laughs> connection. Yeah, because it was never meant to be this like great road connection. Yeah. It just works out now that it is. It was for trains. So, the history, yeah, the history was it was for trains, and then also some like trucking. Um, like mm-hmm. warehouses that over time moved, but they decided to do a linear park. So they took out the four lanes and they're going to make it like it's mostly two. two lanes with like sometimes a third turn lane. And then there's one whole like section that's now bike yeah. path, which is sweet, pretty awesome because this is the same train line that connects to the greenway. In Minneapolis. So you'd have to connect it down a little bit. Leaves you about mm-hmm. two miles short. But eventually, you could get the bridge across the Mississippi River, and then you would have what Minneapolis is known for, um, amazing bike infrastructure. Yeah. So really cool, big thing for the city of St. Paul. So little guy, you went to it. I went to it, and I went to it by mistake. Um, I was just <laughs> riding around. I just went on a ride last week and rode around St. Paul like I often do and taking a bunch of hills by the river and on opposite sides of it. And I actually, um, I was going down to look at a house. Uh, there's, I forget. It's kind of by West seventh. Anyway, um, I was going to look at this one particular house. I took this kind of weird way to do a bunch of hills and then bomb back down to a house. And then I ended up on where the road starts where eight mill road starts. And there was the bike path and I didn't know it was finished yet. So, um, so what were you going to look at this house for? Like pretty cool architecture. Like you're like, it's, uh, I'll find the name. I'll drop it in the show notes. It it's uh it's a uh, it was a guy who was who was like one of the city engineers in the twenties. It's his house. Okay, all right, it's cool. a funny house. So I, I always try to make a little loop to look at it because I like it. It's funny and it's been someone's been working on it. They've been fixing the stucco, so it's nice to go buy it and see it coming back because all the stucco was falling off when I first found out about it a few years ago. So. I was going to that, and that took me this weird route, and that's how I ended up finding that bike path. So I went back and took it again later, and it was great. It didn't take yeah. me really where I wanted to go, so I ended up having to take a big detour to get to the rest of the hills in my ride I wanted to do. Um, but but it was really cool. And I don't know when I did it. I wasn't sure if I'd ever actually driven on that road before. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, there's really no reason for me, as someone from Minneapolis, to ever need to take it to to make time, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, but it, it's, it's nice. It's there. It's new infrastructure and the amount of work. So here I'm where I'm moving in, in Orlando here. I, it's a four lane road right now and it's off of 
um, like I'm not moving on this four lane road, but that's like kind of the divider in the neighborhood. And it runs along the north side of the Crown Jewel Park in the city of Orlando. It's a four roads, a four lane road Beautiful. with like 30 mile an hour posted limit, but no crosswalks across it. Nothing. It is a speedway to get out of town, right? And now, of course, they're bringing it down to three lanes with a protected bike lane, tons of crosswalks. Ooh, you think the neighborhood would like that idea? <laughs> you would, but probably there's probably people upset about it. Oh, there's always something except, and people will get really, really upset of the fear of traffic, mm-hmm. yes. not the existing traffic that are you know kills you when you're trying to walk across the street, yes, but the fear that you know you might have to like uh, share your your street and you know maybe get a four way stop sign mm-hmm. and like there there's a like that fear I think is worse than cyclists fears on the road when they want to go ride or why they ride gravel or mountain bike right some people definitely prioritize it yeah yeah so to to go with the odd mill road aid mill road uh former yeah, railroad bed yeah i'm sorry yeah, yeah. um and that turns into bike lanes. I have had a newfound fascination recently with uh, <laughs> rail bikes. Rail bikes, and, and so yeah, so with rail bikes, and I've I've been I've been doing a little research. I think I'm going to try to build a rail bike attachment to one of my bikes this winter. Is this like a a bike that goes on the train track? Goes on the train tracks. Yes. Is this where the two guys are doing the seesaw thing? Well, but- I forget what those are called, but the real real bikes are generally folks just take a normal bike and there's some kind of adaption so that there's like a third there's some 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 beams and stuff so you are on one rail and then there's uh, outrigger that sits on the other rail and then there's a couple little guide wheels that keep you from like tipping off the rail basically. You're going to really need to get the gauging right. Well, yes, you got to get the gauge right obviously. That's not too hard. More is like the building of it. But I got into this because on that same ride later, I rode through the old Ford plant in St. Paul, more St. Paul yeah. uh, infrastructure news, where there used to be a Ford plant and they're building a bunch of... It's where they made all of the Ford Ranger pickup trucks. Yeah, all the Ford Rangers. And there's a really long uh, spur railroad line that goes basically from downtown St. Paul and slowly grades up the bluff and then comes through some neighborhoods and then is in sort of a protected uh, rail bed yep. and goes uh-huh. into it and it, it's just two tracks and then it fans out into a small rail yard where they used to load the cars on the trains. And that's all there. They The factory's all gone, but that rail yard is still there in kind of okay. disrepair. And then those two tracks and that whole grade all the way to Saint, downtown St. Paul is still there. And I looked at oh, well. There was talk of that a couple years ago becoming a bike lane or something, but I haven't heard anything recent. But I did start thinking, hey, those are tracks they don't use. They haven't used them for nine years. I went over there, checked them out. They're in okay enough shape that if I whipped together a goofball rail bike, I could just ride on down there with my okay. weird rail bike okay. and ride the rails. All right, little guy. I'm, I'm riding I'm, rails. I know, I know you like to ride the rails. But here's the thing. <laughs> what? How do you know? Do you have an ejector sheet? It's like just in case they decide that day to make the train run on the rails again. Like they're not like Casey, bring... Casey Jones is coming down the the rail, and you're like, "Ooh, I gotta go!" Like, how do you how do well, you bail on this? Thing? I think the responsible thing to do would be to know for sure a rail line is 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 out of use. I mean, as far as I know, this know rail that? line. Has how do you not know that? Do you, do you get down on your knees and you put your your ears against the the rail and you just listen to some vibrations? Well, 
I, I know that at least a portion of this line goes from where the factory was um, down to West 7th, and there's nothing on there for them to have okay. any reason to All run right. a train. Also, there's if, a lot of crap on the train tracks. I don't, well, that's that's my question. That's like the next the next yes. question I have here. Like, you know, if I know you're going to be out there on your rail bike and, you know, I'm I'm like a neighbor that doesn't want anybody out there on rail bike, can I just put a penny on the track and that will de- derail the train? Uh, rail the rails uh, rail bike? i don't know i don't know i've watched some rail bike videos oh not gonna stop over. I'm not, i watched some rail bike videos on youtube and it's just it's just weird older guys than me riding well, on imagine rails that. out in the middle uh, of nowhere yeah it's, it's weird yeah. it's weird because it's not a hobby i would assume that like 50 year old white guys with beards who are probably engineers would be into but it seems like it is yeah amazing did they get kicked out of the recumbent club and then they, they, they got onto the rail? Oh, no. It, so some of the best rail bike videos, if you look for rail bike videos oh, oh, there's, on YouTube, there's there are plural. recumbents. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's recumbents and there's definitely a lot of like folding bikes set up with it too. So it's, it okay. is tech on tech on nerdy on nerdy. Like, I mean, it is, is it, layer, layers. Do any of the videos theme around like a guy's like, oh, I'm going to the grocery store. Oh, I'm running a little bit late. Good <laughs> thing I have this foldable arm that can... <laughs> Keep no, me upright on the rail. No, but if you live by the Ford, the old Ford factory in St. Paul, you could jump on that rail on your rail bike and bomb it down. Just go to, downhill. Bomb it down way. to West 7th and I'm sh- go down to – there's the co-op down there. You could take the train basically to the Mississippi market down there. But then how would you get back up? Well, you'd ride it back up. You'd have to ride up. Ah, right? that sounds – yeah. Okay. You take the um, bus, I guess. We probably have buses here, right? I guess – I mean I – I mean, you're the one editing this, so I, I know you're going to keep this in here. But um, yeah, well, we'll see how it goes, little guy. <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, our street cred is pretty amazing. It's top. Like we've never been flying so high as we are right now. Yeah. And then rail rail bikes, rail bikes pretty awesome. I like it. Winter project, man. I I fully support. Like I don't this, have enough. Uh, <laughs> this, enough that's, real a, that's a solid thing. All right, let's check in with uh, Michael Matthews. See how things are going in the professional peloton. I'm Anthony Clark, just hanging out, sliding into the Slow Ride Podcast. We'd like to thank everybody for their continued support of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head on over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out more about the family of shows that we have on the network. Independent Cycling Media, major shout-outs to our friends over at Cyclocross Radio and the Media Pit. Been listening to that lately? acting like I know what's going on. So when I talked to the little guy about it, some pretty cool things and major shout out on the wide angle podium YouTube page. Um, so go to wideanglepodium.com slash YouTube and it follows, takes you the link to uh, Bill's new um, segment called X's and O's or CX's and O's. And it was fantastic. Super good. Um, little, of the women's race is what the first edition was about. A ton of fun, lots of views. Thanks for checking it out. So once again, wideanglepodium.com slash YouTube to see our collection of videos. Yes. We'd also like to thank Willa's Kitchen, willskitchen.com. They're amazing, delicious, delicious oat milk. I know I have another batch of it coming my way right now. I definitely need more of it in my life. It's on the way. 
you like delicious oat milk, if you like organic oat milk, if you like oat milk that's made in a way that gets more of the nutrients in the oat than all the other oat brands out there, then you're going to like Willis Kitchen. And if you head over to Willis Kitchen, remember to use that code SLOWRIDE20. Save yourself 20%. And Grimper Brothers. Head on over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to see our partnership with Grimper Brothers. We have two exciting blends for you to take a look at. Mix as well with Willis Oat Milk. So yeah, go to grimperbrothers.com or you can go to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. Awesome. Well, guys, let's get back to the show. <laughs> cool. uh, this is Stephen Hyde with Cannondale cyclocrossworld.com and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah? Yeah. Got some great listener emails. Brian Knoll writes us to say, Gorgeous George Art, in case you guys play Secret Santa, this would be perfect for someone's office. Keep up the amazing podcast work. Byron. So Byron shares with us and look have you seen this the he shares with us the gorgeous george um art like the trek art remember how trek did the um kind of race to replace yeah yeah poster series and there's this art of hincappy with some angel wings <laughs> while he's in the tt bike oh wow with a halo over him in a nice old english font it says unfortunately sainthood is reserved for the deceased and then it's got Hincappy. Oh, that's that's weird. So amazing. I think it's a it's a good looking piece of art. I'm not going to put it on my wall, but I'm sure it's on um, the wall at a hotel Domestique. Uh, um, Domestique in Greenville. At least in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Frank Cundiff. Hey guys. Is this a master's racer? Please rate this eBay post because it's sadly hilarious, in my opinion. And it has since ended um, because there's an error in the listing, but it was a specialized S-Works tarmac, SRAM red ETAP ceramic speed power meters for $12,000. Purchased new from specialized directly. Parts and wheel set were purchased from competitive cyclists, had a local bike shop build upon completion, rode bike on a test ride, and discovered oh I God. need a bigger size. <laughs> that's quite the, that's, I mean, that's quite well, the thing also, to mess up. Wouldn't you just take the stuff off it? Just get a new frame. What? Yeah. You put, you have ETAP access, right? You got an amazing bike and then you have the size wrong okay tip yeah tip to this guy um get a bike fit kato nine seven one two oh yeah it doesn't cost that much and you have the money (laughs) that is insane this guy probably walked into a bike shop and there was a woman bike fitter and he's like i'm a 54 i don't need it yeah yeah just totally just kind (laughs) of I know how these things work. 57, but whatever. Waving Conundrum. This one comes to us again from friend of the pod, Dan Fletcher, all the way over in London. I know you guys may be interested in this piece of cycling culture. It's super cheap. I mean, the shipping will probably increase the price by 300%. 
But bargain, keep up the great work, and the P.S. the London Dynamos still don't weave. And what he is sending our way is the Nalini Team Kofidis 2006 jersey. What's amazing about this jersey, little guy, for only 10 pounds, yeah, is that it, it is the Kofidis jersey that actually has the phone number on the front. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you, from awesome. your memory, remember what the phone number was? No, I don't remember the phone number. Because you would think <laughs> that the the phone number would be something along the lines of, you know, like 1-800-COFIDIS or, or something that was easy to remember. Yeah, I think it's just it's just gibberish. Yeah, it's like 08. It's a jumble. So it's 08-200-08-300. I mean, maybe that's easy to remember on like the, the French system of phones. But you think that they could have, you know... Why are you putting the? I mean, I guess this is probably before the. I mean, two thousand six, the internet existed, so you could have put Kofidis dot com on there. <laughs> it's a middle ground, though. I think their market, the Kofidis market, is more like someone using a payphone. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's somebody watching the tour, and they're like, "Oh, that's lovely scenery, and look at that man in the brake. He looks so speedy." Call it. <laughs> oh, crazy! Robert Glover, Christmas special. Did I hear right? Are you lads having a break from podcasting now that the season is over? Warmest thanks for being a real high point in a tricky year. Please organize a Christmas special. If I've got this wrong, I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Rob from the Pharaohs. So, little guy. Uh, I don't know if we'll have a Christmas special. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. Um, do you... <laughs> Man, if you're in the Pharaohs, it, like that's that's a long, that's a lot of a lot of dark darkness. You definitely need our our rosy disposition to get you through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, remember how a couple weeks ago we were talking about sauce and then uh, Bill was saying we can't say sauce because he does it all the time. Well, our friend yes. from Australia, Adam, said the nickname sauce is a name for red hair people. The name is short for tomato sauce or what you guys call ketchup. So feel free to use sauce for any of your red haired teammates. All right. So they call it tomato sauce down there. Yeah. Is it different? Do they, they not have ketchup? They seem like they're the kind of people who would like tomatoes with sugar in it. That's all ketchup. Well, is. I think that's the tomato sauce. I think it's just a different name. You know, like they don't call it Burger King down there. They call it like Hungry Jack's. I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. Gotten that wow. Wikipedia tunnel um, one day. <laughs> I, got, I mean, so we're, we burned through our emails. People need to send us more emails. There's absolutely no bike racing happening right now. Um, what else you got going on? I mean, other than rail bike research, that's my main thing. The- I got one other weird goofball thing. Okay. I, I, I've been getting more into being a terrible woodworker lately. Okay, so well. I haven't been trying to... to well, the rail bike. I've been yeah. trying to teach myself how to um, how to how to saw some dovetails, and um, I'd like to be able to do more of that. So I'm trying to teach myself some of that. And I noticed that there's a tool that I have a crappy one, but the cool ones look like a certain '90s mountain bike park. Do you think you can guess what this is? You're never gonna guess. So I'll probably okay. just tell you. I'm ready. All right. So do you remember the Canty Brake? Uh, bridges you could buy the like the like braces to make your bike yeah, yeah. to make your canty stiffer yeah yeah so coping saws the the cheap ones are just like metal 
and there's nothing to them. But the really cool ones, there's there's one like a new concepts one. It just looks like a, a canty brake brace from the '90s. It's all CNC'd and carved out and stuff. Like it's a little and bit. It's like so kind of ex- drilled a little bit. It's a little bit lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was so excited to see this this crossover where all and so now when I look at the coping saw, I think about canty brakes and I think see canty brakes and the brake braces. I think about coping saws and it it meshes in my brain. So what two. are you gonna make any like like I, I feel like your first thing that you need to do when you get this wood shop up and running is you got to mm-hmm. make some holiday gifts, really just okay. get out the lacquer, get out the the varnish. Kind of glue some wood together. Yeah, you know? I'll just glue some random stuff together. Yeah, what yeah. am I making? I mean, I think a figurine, like a bike figurine or something. Um, there's some circles in there. It might be a little difficult with the circles. Yeah. Well, I can start wood carving. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, when I was in wood shop, I made a bench, and it was really mm-hmm. bad. Like one like was yeah. definitely shorter than the other ones. Then I like cut the other three to to bring it to the same height, and then pretty soon the bench just became a a stool. Got shorter and shorter. Yeah, I yeah. made an end table in junior high wood shop, and the the table was structurally sound, but I I got pretty lazy on the finish, and it was very rough to the touch. <laughs> I remember it being. I'm not. I'm it, not. It, I'm not sandpapering this anymore. Yeah, I was like, I've I've done it once. <laughs> You know, no, Sarah no has been really impressed with me lately because since we're moving, as I was saying earlier, I've done more work on this house in a week than I have in four years. I laid some, uh, I, 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 used, I grouted the tile floor of the kitchen. That was a little tough. Yeah. That's a but, thing. Um, That's a job. Yeah. And the whole time she was like looking like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm like, I got this. I watched a YouTube video. Yeah, well, that's the 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 joy and the perils of our. So when you make this rail setup. bike, is there going to be two two seats on it? I feel like there's a lot of space uh, that could, that that's waste that could be wasted. Oh yeah, that's true. I was thinking of of coming up with a way that the the arms that stretch over to the other rail for the outrigger, um, I could put like the little kid seat. Like we have one of those rear seats that would go on the back of your road bike in the seventies, mm-hmm. you know. I could put that there, and then little Tom Boone and Tom Boone could ride in the middle of the rail. Because I've been thinking about this and how cool it would be to do, and I know that I haven't come up with a good way for us to do it together, but I I feel bad already the day I get it all finished, and I set out to go do it, and he's like, hey, where are you going, Dad? I'm like, nothing. Because if I tell him I'm going to go ride a rail bike and that he can't come. Yeah. I mean, but you also don't want him to go the first time. Like you, like you need to put, you know, some cinder blocks on there to really make sure that it holds. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. I'll definitely yeah. be doing some practice yeah. attempts before I bring him out and, and ride that rail a few times. So I, I will pay you a hundred dollars if you ride this rail bike across the train trestle <laughs> that goes across the Mississippi river. Well, no, that's an active train line. You know, I'm not going to jump on it. We'll that. just go it's really quick. It's pretty sparsely used. Yeah, no. Just... Well, also they put, they put gates up on it now. Oh, they did? There's a fence. There's a huge fence because... Uh, I mean, you know this, and other people in Minnesota know this probably. You could, used to be able to go out on that bridge, yeah, all the time, because they they only run trains on it are, once or twice a week or something. So, are, are rail bikes um, fixed gears? It could be any bike. It's sort of an attachment to a bike. Okay. Well, then you could pedal backwards. I'm just saying that you could pedal back. Like if you're going around the corner and then you see a train's coming, you'd be like, "Whoa!" Then you start <laughs> pedaling backwards to get away from the train. 
Yeah, I suppose so. I'll um I'll throw some some pictures of them up on our uh, on our uh, Instagram? Instagram or something yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah, do I'll, that. That won't scare any followers uh, away. We'll be good. <laughs> I mean, pretty much everything I post scares followers away. So whatever. <laughs> but no, that's what I got, man. Uh, hopefully, we'll have about in two weeks' time. We'll have so much. Uh, well, Psychocross will be back, and Spencer will be back. We'll have a ton of fun. But um, bike racing's over. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and I hope everyone is taking care of themselves and being safe. And, uh, you know, before you know it, the light's hopefully at the end of the tunnel. And uh, just button down just a little bit more, and then we'll get to where we need to be. Yeah. Everybody just start working on your real bike project, and before you know it, it's going to be spring, and we'll be able to bike race again. Yeah. Maybe. So, but in the meantime, go to Grimper Brothers, check out those coffees, go to Willa's Kitchen, use the code SLOWRIDE20, get yourself some delicious oat milk so you've got some coffee and some oat milk while you're building your rail bike. Yeah. No, it should be a ton of fun. And I think with that, head over to WideAnglePodium.com. Check out all the rest of the shows that are going on. We have a lot of news coming up because obviously Unbound Gravel, we got to get ready for that. We have two years to convince Spencer to get on the tandem with me. Oh, we yeah, have two we years to find a, a soft soft ride tandem that, you know, is mm-hmm. secure enough for us. So yeah, I started training for it, even though it's two years. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt in Minneapolis reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. episode that was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight oh man that was great i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again but hey since i have your attention now hello cyclocross friends new friends and old friends and soon-to-be friends my name's bill i host another show on the wide angle podium podcast network it's called cyclocross radio And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddies Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to WideAnglePodium.com Become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it! Do it now! Cyclocross friends.